Well, as I was uh, sitting down at the kitchen table trying to put words down on a piece of paper that kind of describe how I've gotten to this point, um, <clears throat> there were three sets of scriptures that came to mind, so I'd like to start with those. Uh, the first one has, uh, I think, really impacted me um, over the last several years, and it's Proverbs 14.12. <clears throat> And it says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. And um, if I think there's one verse that kind of typifies my life before Christ, it, it was that. Um, and then if we could turn to Matthew 23. Verses 27 through 28. Um Jesus speaking, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you like whitewashed tombs which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. And then finally, uh, just to, as the Lord was really driving this home to me, Second uh, Timothy 3, 1 through 5. <clears throat> but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. I think that describes me uh, for so long in my life. I was raised in the church. Uh, I grew up in a, in a good Christian home. Uh, went to a good church my whole life. Um, and at age eight or nine, I went forward and made the decision and asked Jesus into my heart. And I said a prayer, and that was it. And I spent the next 20 years or so living a moral life, trying to impress others and God with my goodness. And that was the depth of it. I was like that whitewashed tomb. Uh, you looked from the outside, and I had it all together, but on the inside, it was, it was dead man's bones. And on, you know, on the outside, I was good, kind and good. And on the inside, I was unloving, selfish, lustful, and arrogant. And arrogance is the one that I'm going to focus on today because that's the one that I, uh, really has hit home. Um, I don't know how many times at work I would be so angry that somebody made more money than I did, even though I was better educated and smarter than they were. That was the, the depth of the arrogance. I remember even in an interview, somebody asked me why I thought I should have this job, and I said, because I'm so much better educated than the other applicants. I actually said that in an interview. That's the, the depth of the arrogance. Well, um, about 11 years ago, my wife Angie experienced some health problems, uh, and that caused her to go into severe anxiety attacks. And uh, without going into too much depth, it would be daily phone calls 10, 15 times a day about just 
spinning out of control. And um, as her good and loving husband, I would berate her and yell at her and just treat her horribly because if she were as smart as I was, she'd know that she was just being crazy about this. Just awful. What <laughs> what love was there? Well, by God's grace, um, he brought two biblical counselors into our lives. And uh, uh, we were going through all this and, and having a good out, outward appearance. Nobody would have known this was going on in our household. But... Uh, Angie went to one counseling session uh, with uh, one of these biblical counselors, and uh, she came back, and, and it was just night and day difference. She was completely healed of, of that anxiety, and uh, I mean, I, it was obvious to me. And uh, she was assigned uh, to read this book, Attitudes of a Transformed Heart. And we started reading it together, and as we read it together, uh, God was starting to show me how little I really knew about him, how much I had leaned on my own understandings and on my works and my goodness. And it came to the point where he revealed to me that I'd spent a lifetime, uh, what I call building a resume with him, instead of a relationship with him. You know, you should accept me because I went to church camp every summer and and I didn't do this and I didn't do this and and I wore all those t-shirts to high school and made got made fun of and everything like that, but I didn't know who God was. Uh, so through that we began reading and studying his word and like a two-edged sword that it says his word is uh, he began attacking my sinful desires just one at a time, just just attacking them. And he took that heart of stone and gave me one of flesh, and it started to become more and more evident whenever I started loving others because of Christ's love for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, But one thing I was still really clinging to was that arrogance, that, that pride. And just as an example of how how God dealt with that in my life, um, I had the opportunity uh, in in the previous church we went to to uh, do some some teaching of Sunday school and some Bible studies and things like that. And it just it was amazing. But I was always assigned to teach Ephesians and Romans, always Ephesians and Romans, and. More specifically, the sections I was assigned to teach were about election. And I'd spent, even up to this point, this whole time of reveling in the thought that I was so smart that I had figured it out that I needed God. Mm-hmm. I was so smart that that I knew that I needed his salvation and I, I needed him. And it was still there this whole time. But he kept having me go over and over and over again, Romans and Ephesians. I, every time I turned to Angie, I'm like, I can't believe I have to teach this again. Well, it's because I hadn't learned it. And so the Holy Spirit used that uh, to convict me on my pride. And 
especially when it came to my view of my salvation. And uh, specifically, I was discussing uh, with a, a couple others uh, about free will and election. And in, this, and in the middle of this discussion, the Holy Spirit just made it so clear to me about Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. And I want to read that so I, so I say it right. In Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, where it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And it just smacked me. That was me. <laughs> I was still boasting in my intelligence to know God. I was boasting. That it said, so that Darren Thornhill may not boast. And it just hit me. And so... It couldn't be faith and it couldn't be grace if I had anything to do with it. And at that moment, it just smacked me right in the face. And I knew that it was 100% Christ and 0% Darren Thornhill. And so through that, that, that brought us here. And um, a little over a year ago, a year and a month ago, and my family is learning so much here. We're learning what a church looks like, how a church Acts, uh, what missions really look like, and I'll reiterate what uh, our brother Mike Volkner said, what Christian love really looks like. And I just give God all the glory in that, that uh, praise God, it is all him and none of me. Thank you.